0: 68 hours after issuance. See DKNG.com/slash B for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If
1: you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Russ Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. And we are presented by BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. They are up in the ante right now, by the way. A 100% sign-up bonus when you use the promo code PODCAST1 at BetOnline. So if you haven't done it to this point, now is the time to do it. He is Steve Fezzik. He's the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of Professional Football Gambling, the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino out there. In Vegas, highly encourage you to follow him on Twitter at Sports. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, now five podcasts that I absolutely love, especially this one. But you can check out the Ross Tucker football podcast. Andrew Brandt, the former Packers executive, was amazing today on whether or not they should push back the draft and stuff like that. Uh, you can also listen to the Fantasy Feast podcast For those of you that are big into fantasy, to find out which of these free agency moves have made a big difference for the guys on your fantasy team, Joe Dolan and I will record that one tomorrow. College Draft Podcast was awesome this week with Ryan from College Football Bros to get you ready for the draft, which is going to happen, and it is in less than a month at this point. So pretty awesome today. We've got some awesome stuff. There's been a lot of season win total changes since Steve and I gave our first glance at him a couple weeks ago. So we're going to talk about the notable season win total moves and our reaction to those moves, what it means for some of these other teams, teams that look like they're going with the young guys, a quarterback like the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Patriots. There's a lot to get to there. Plus, I want to get Steve's thoughts on some of these other quarterbacks and and the impact they could have on season win totals Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton. So we're going to get into all that, the impact of coronavirus on NFL teams. And does that have an impact on how you place your wagers for the NFL season, your season win total bets now? There's a lot to get to. But first, speaking of a lot to get to, I know that a lot of you are just jonesing to be able to do something right now. Maybe you're bored, maybe you're not. Maybe you've just always thought about potentially starting your own podcast, maybe your own betting podcast. Well, if you've ever thought that, I've got the place you should check out. It's startapod.com slash Ross. I checked it out, a ton of awesome in-depth video courses. I went through the revenue ones because I'm already up and running, but they also have Everything you need to know about where to host the podcast, what gear you need to purchase. Really, if you've ever thought at all about, man, I I kind of want to start my own podcast on betting and whatever I bet or whatever. Maybe it's, maybe it's just betting on your team. Maybe you should do a podcast about your team. Now is the time, while you have this time at home, to go to startapod.com slash Ross to check it out. You can get 50% off. The first year of your monthly or annual subscription. So it's $9.99 a month, 50% off $4.99. So for $4.99, you can check out all these videos for a month and figure out whether or not you do want to start your own podcast. That's startapod.com slash Ross, S-T-A-R-T-A-P-O-D.com slash Ross. All right, Steve, before we get into some of this season win total line movement, which I thought was really interesting, I did want to get your thoughts just on how you're hanging in there, how Las Vegas is hanging in there, I guess, first from an economic perspective.
2: Yeah, and the economy is really in bad shape in Vegas this month. Obviously, we're an entertainment city, and we rely on tourism, and with no tourists and the strip all closed, all the casinos are closed. We are hurting economically, but having said that uh, Vegas was booming to a tremendous amount just a month ago, the Raiders are coming and the city was doing so well. We completely rebounded from the recess, the great recession back in 2008 and no city was doing as well as we were. Uh, as of a month ago. So as long as Corona gets, um, put under control, every reason to think that, uh, Vegas will rebound very strong after we get through this.
1: You know, speaking of that, Steve, I, I think, you know, we don't know when sports are going to start again. I don't like to put dates on it, you know, May or June or July or what? I, I really don't know. That's up to people that are, that took a lot more science classes than I did, um, But it does feel like at some point this summer, I feel like there are going to be sports back. And it feels like it's an unprecedented opportunity for people in terms of betting just because they'll all be going on almost at the same time. And people will have had months where they couldn't really bet on on sports,
2: Absolutely. So ideally, we have the NBA back by July 1st, and we have NHL and NBA and MLB all going on with preseason football right around the corner. And frankly, Ross, I I really think that what's going to happen is that even if Corona... Hangs around. At some point, the economic damage is going to do enough health damage to the country that you're going to have to weigh the risks. I'm not the policy maker here, but um, you can't just shut the country down for a period of time of more than, you know, six weeks without suddenly now you're doing irreparable health damage to all of those who are, you know, living paycheck to paycheck and have to survive so compromises are going to have to get made eventually and basically that means sports i would be shocked if they didn't return by at the worst case scenario
1: july i'm curious too steve you know vegas all you mentioned all the tourists and stuff i got to think all the people that were there in the casinos and everywhere the sports books before all the restrictions came into play. I got to think a lot of those people had the virus and were spreading it. Like, is, is is there a lot of people that have the virus there in Vegas?
2: You know, no, and not nearly as bad as California. Certainly not close to as bad as New York. Uh, we only have three hundred twenty-one reported cases. Only I know that's still a, a pretty big number, but it's a small number considering what six thousand five hundred people have died. In Italy, those aren't just cases. So it's um, surprisingly low considering how many, you know, what it, what how many different people from all parts of the world come to Vegas. So I'm uh, pleasantly surprised that we haven't been one of the hot break centers of the virus. And who knows if that has something to do with our dry air or whether we have warmer temperatures? I know there's been lots of cases in Florida and New Orleans. Um, I'm not a scientist. I don't
1: know. So, Steve, we want to dive into the season win totals in the sense that rather than breaking down individual free agency moves, we know what the win totals were on February 7th and what they are now. According to betonline.ag, they are, of course, our online sports book. They've upped the ante, by the way, Steve. It's a 100% sign-up bonus when you use the promo code PODCAST1 at betonline.ag. And we know that there's not a lot of sports going on, but they've got all kinds of online casino, blackjack, 24 hours a day, all online. They've got the $750,000 poker series, plus you can bet on American Idol, stock prices, even the weather. You can bet on the weather, which is amazing. BetOnline.ag. Just make sure you use the promo code Podcast One. So, like I said, Steve, rather than going over the free agency moves, we can talk about the line moves that have happened since February seventh, primarily because of free agency, according to BetOnline.ag. And and whether or not we agree with them, the Arizona Cardinals were six and a half. They are now seven and a half. I think that that's primarily DeAndre Hopkins, but they also made some pretty darn good defensive moves as well. Do you agree with Bet Online bumping them up uh, a full game?
2: I do. I think that Murray is going to be much improved, and stealing away Hopkins and jettisoning David Johnson and that big contract in what is the most puzzling trade I have ever seen. Only good news for Arizona. Having said all that, you still have Cliff Kingsbury as your head coach, and you're asking an awful lot to get eight wins from a team that on paper certainly still looks to be the last-place team. But um, certainly I can understand it moving up to seven.
1: Yeah, I like Jordan Phillips, Devin Kennard, Devondre Campbell in addition DeAndre Hopkins so um, I agree with that line move the Falcons have actually gone down the Falcons win total was eight now it's seven and a half I'm I'm not exactly sure why you know they let Vic Beasley go but they brought in Dante Fowler I kind of even like the Todd Gurley move I, I think Gurley has a little bit more left than other people do they you know they lost uh Austin Hooper, I guess, but they brought in Hayden Hurst. Um so I don't know. I'm not I'm not exactly sure why they fell a half game other than just Tom Brady now being with the Bucks. Is that all that is, Steve? Yeah
2: I, Yeah, and that's obviously has a slight uh impact on Atlanta there are two games with the Bucks. I think, you know, losing Hooper, he really is a great tight end. Um and I I I really think maybe Julio Jones be, I think he's gonna be thirty three and he was a top, I think he was second in reception yards last year, and he's going to have to likely regress because he's the only wide receiver that's over age 30 in that top 15. So Atlanta was playing better at the end of the year, and the question is, you know, can they continue that momentum? Um, But I could see him winning seven or eight games. I tell you what, nine seems like a stretch, though, for Atlanta, so I understand under eight.
1: So the Ravens have also moved. They were already 11, but with some of their defensive moves, Steve, with Michael Brockers, the trade for Calais Campbell, being able to bring back Jimmy Smith and putting the franchise tag on Matt Judon, they're now up to 11 and a half. They actually went up half a game.
2: Yeah, and I think that's largely because the market reacted because of the Baltimore loss in the playoffs. And they were the best team over the course of the season. They won 14 games during the regular season, and if they had won the Super Bowl, their season win number would have been 12. So should we really dock them a, a full game down to 11 just because they lost and played that horrible game against Tennessee? And because of that, that makes sense to me that they should be at 11
1: and a half. The bills have stayed the same. they're still at eight and a half. Carolina Panthers, they were six and a half. Now they're down to five and a half. Kind of interesting. Uh, Vegas doesn't like the Bridgewater move. And I think that this email might have been sent before they signed Robbie Anderson. But conflicting reports on what the Panthers are doing. They have $35 million in dead cap, which is the most in the NFL. Seemed like a rebuilding year. But then you bring in Robbie Anderson on a two-year deal. You bring in... Teddy Bridgewater on a three-year deal with the first two years guaranteed. I'm not exactly sure what they're trying to do there. I still, though, think it's right move to go from six-and-a-half to five-and-a-half.
2: Yeah, I don't think that this is Bridgewater-related. I think it's much more people are looking at Carolina. They're looking at Keekly, you know, being gone and all the holes in that team. And regardless of who the quarterback is um, and Friday obviously Cam Steve? Newton not recovering – from all the injuries that he had in Carolina giving up on him. So I don't think that this is anti-Bridgewater. I think that this is just uh, a realization that Matt Rule has a seven-year contract and that this is a rebuild for Carolina.
1: Next up it's the Chicago Bears. They've gone from eight to eight and a half. So... People like what the Bears have done. I guess Vegas does. That's primarily, I'm assuming, Nick Foles. I'm not really a huge fan of the other moves they've made. Is Nick Foles over Trubisky essentially worth the half game for you, Steve?
2: I think it is. I've got Foles my number 23 quarterback, which is not all that impressive. But I've got Trubisky my number 30 quarterback. And let's face it, there's certainly, if you look at the chemistry of the team last year, They lost faith in Trubisky, and you could see that the team really did not believe in their quarterback. And so I think oftentimes any change in that situation gives the entire team a bounce. And I still like Nagy as a uh, head coach, and he's got experience with Foles, and that should help. So I agree with the move up to 8.5.
1: As we continue to look at some of the teams whose lines have moved, the Bengals did not. They're still at 5.5. The Browns went up a half a game, bringing in Jack Conklin and Austin Hooper. Do you agree that the Browns should go up half a game with some of the moves they've made?
2: Yes, I think eight is the right number for Cleveland. Obviously, they underachieved last year, but with all that talent at receiver, you certainly would expect that Baker isn't going to get worse. Um, Eight seems like the right number to me.
1: Cowboys are another team that's moved. By the way, the Browns are now up to eight and a half, Steve.
2: Okay, I I eight and a half's too high. I would I I see eight and eight for Cleveland.
1: Okay. The the Cowboys went up half a game as well from nine to nine and a half. Uh again, this email might have came to me with the odds uh yesterday before Travis Frederick retired, but I'm not I'm not seeing that. I mean, they lost their best corner in Byron Jones. They have lost Travis Frederick, who's the pillar at center. And the guys they brought in, you know, Mario Cooper, they already had him. I mean, Blake Jarwin, they already had him. I, I don't see why the Cowboys have moved up half a game. I really don't.
2: Yeah, I'm conflicted on the Cowboys because they had the stats of an 11-5 and five team last year. They had six and a half yards per play, number one in the NFL. Their yards per play differential tied for number one in the NFL with San Francisco. So I was all ready to be betting on Dallas. But like you mentioned, the losses from the defense, uh, they brought in two new starters. They lost four starters. But you lose Byron Jones, shut down corner. That is huge. And what have we seen from that O-line? You nailed it. When the any piece of that O-line, any important piece goes down like Frederick, all of a sudden they don't block as well and the holes aren't there for Zeke. So um, I was optimistic about Dallas and that optimism has faded.
1: The Denver Broncos line has moved as well, and it has moved down. They, it was eight. Now it's down to seven and a half. Uh, not sure why that would be the case. They brought in Graham Glasgow, traded for A.J. Boye, traded for Jarrell Casey, signed Melvin Gordon. Not exactly sure why that line moved down, Steve.
2: Yeah, I don't understand how Melvin Gordon is getting $16 million over two years when he couldn't get... Uh, any production with the Chargers last year. So I didn't like that contract. I guess, you know, um, with Lindley, that now they'll, they'll have two good backs. But um, my take was they weren't hurting at running back position. I'd rather they'd spent the money elsewhere. Really, this is just a, um, a concern about Drew Locke behind center. And th- for Denver to be a 500 team, they're going to need him to play like a decent quarterback. I'm not sure he's going to be able to.
1: So keeping it moving, the Lions' number hasn't changed, still six and a half. The Packers' number hasn't changed, still nine and a half. The Texans did go down from eight and a half to eight. That's the DeAndre Hopkins factor, and that makes sense to me. I think part part of it, Steve, might just even be psychologically, you know, with trading a guy like that.
2: Oh, absolutely, and you've you've got, um, you know, Watson – putting out cryptic um, tweets and talk about him being traded eventually to New England. And that can't be good for a team chemistry. And I got to tell you when, as uh, David Johnson gets caught in the backfield a few times week one, you got to feel like the whole team groaning over what is Bill O'Brien doing there?
1: Next one is the Colts. They've gone from seven and a half to eight. We talked about that last week. You're not a big Philip rivers guy. You like the under. You don't agree with that upward movement. The Jags have gone down a full game from six and a half to five and a half. I saw they just signed Tyler Eifert to pretty good money. I really have no idea what the Jags are doing. They also have $34 million in dead money. I agree with that line going down a a game.
2: Yeah, you can't have a a good year with Minshew as your quarterback, regardless of who he's throwing to. He really regressed as the season progress. Jacksonville looks like a clear-cut worst team right now in the NFL.
1: Chiefs are still at 11.5. Raiders went from 7 to 7.5, which I, I agree with. I, I, the Raiders have signed a lot of guys. I actually really like most of the guys they've signed. I, I, I like that they can go ahead and, and do that and, and move up half a game.
2: You know, I think there's a factor the market's not pricing in, and that is the move from, for the Raiders from Oakland to Vegas with everything that's going on in the country right now. And now all these players and coaches having to move um, to Vegas with all the turmoil, I think that this is an epic distraction for the Raiders, and this might create some real problems, especially if um, we keep having all these health concerns all summer long.
1: Next up, the Chargers are staying at seven and a half, which is interesting because they've had a lot of signees. The Rams went up half a game. I, I don't understand that move at all, Steve.
2: Yeah, Rams under nine would be one of my best bets. They've already lost six guys from their defense, and let's face it, they're in salary cap hell. They paid Gurley way too much money and they are taking the hit for that, um, and they're paying Goff way too much money and that defense carried the team last year. Won't be nearly as good this year. They might lose Cooks at a wide receiver. Uh, Rams under 9 is a really good bet.
1: Let's get to the Dolphins. They've gone up half a game with a lot of signings, which is interesting because it still looks like they'll have a rookie quarterback, Steve. They're up to 6 now, from 5.5 to 6.
2: Yeah, I want to see what's going on with the quarterback. If Fitzpatrick is back, I like the Dolphins to go over. If they somehow, um, you know, wind up going, take Tua and go with him, then all bets are off and I want no part of Miami.
1: Then we get to the Minnesota Vikings. They've gone down a half game, I would think primarily on the Stephon Diggs trade, but they also look like they might lose Everson Griffin. I agree with the the Vikings going down a half a game after they lose Diggs.
2: Yeah, I, just, um, I mean they got a haul for him, so I was fine with the trade, and I know he had some locker room, you know, issues. Um, but all of a sudden, you know, Thielen wasn't very good at all last year, and now they've gone from having one of the best receiver cores to we got to start worrying about it. Nine looks right.
1: The Patriots were ten and a half. Now they're nine and a half. We kind of talked about them last week, as it relates to Brady. I think what's interesting there. Steve, is it looks like they're going to go with Jarrett Stidham and Brian Hoyer at quarterback? I mean, maybe they get one of these other guys later, but seems to me like they they might go with Stidham and see what the young guy has with having Hoyer as sort of the uh, safety valve.
2: Yeah, and if if that's the case, under nine and a half is a tremendous bet because those are my thirty sixth and thirty seventh rated quarterbacks right now. So if you don't have a quarterback, um, you know Belichick will get him to five hundred. More than likely, but under nine and a half, really good bet.
1: Saints are stayed at 10. Giants have stayed at six and a half. The Jets have gone from six and a half to seven with their O-line upgrades. I think that's a fair, and I think that's a fair number for the Jets, although with Robbie Anderson leaving and them signing Brashad Perriman, that's a downgrade in my mind.
2: Yeah, and remember the Jets won seven games with – absolute horrific, what was Luke Falk at quarterback? Weeks 2, 3, and 4 and that skewed all their numbers downward because he was so terrible I understand some optimism on the Jets.
1: Then we get to the Philadelphia Eagles. Interesting, the Eagles have gone down. They were at 10 at February 7th. Now they're 9.5 They brought in Javon Hargrave They've traded for Darius Slay. I'm not sure why they've gone down half a game, Steve. I don't, I don't know what that movement is in relation to
2: yeah, I, I just think that 10 is such a high number. There's only four teams in the NFL that are lined at 10 or higher, Kansas City, Baltimore, San Francisco, and New Orleans, and all four of those teams, you know, Super Bowl contenders last year. And if Philly's able to stay healthy, they certainly should be able to win 10. But with so many injuries last year and with the problems that Wentz has had with injuries, you really have to build into your model a possibility you know that once has injury problems again again this year and if that's the case can we really expect Philly to win ten or more games.
1: Before we get to the Steelers, Steve, I know you have something you've been dying to talk to people about since everybody's just sitting around in their underwear these days.
2: Absolutely. Over the next few weeks we're all going to be spending a lot of time sitting around at home That means a comfortable wardrobe of loungewear and underwear are going to be your best friends. So right now, Tommy John, the revolutionary loungewear and underwear brand that's redefining comfort, is offering you 20% site-wide. You heard right. For a limited time, everyone gets 20% off site-wide plus free shipping. Treat yourself and upgrade to a few pairs of Tommy John underwear in the softest, most most breathable fabrics you've ever worn. When your fresh underwear is delivered, slip into them and experience the no-roll waistband and a perfect fit. That's because Tommy John obsesses over every little detail and stitch by using proprietary fabrics that perform like nothing you have ever worn before. Their underwear comes with a no-wedgie guarantee, they've eliminated visible panty lines for women, and their quick-draw fly has been proven to save men, get this Ross Over 217 unfurling minutes a year. Tommy John is so confident in their underwear that if you don't love your first pair, you can get a full refund with the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free. Guarantee Tommy John, no adjustment needed. For a limited time, go to tommyjohn.com slash evenmoney to get 20% off site-wide plus free shipping. That's tommyjohn.com slash money for 20% off site-wide plus free shipping.
1: Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, What about the Steelers? They've moved up half a game, which is interesting, Steve, because there hasn't been a ton of Steelers news. Um, They haven't been very active in free agency. They did add Eric Ebron. They did bring in Derek Watt at fullback, Uh, but I'm not sure why else the Steelers would be up half a game from nine to nine and a half.
2: Well, it's all about Big Ben and his health, and I guess we've gotten so far some good reports, but um, if Big Ben is close to where he's been, remember the Steelers were always lined right around 10 wins. So the real question, is if Pittsburgh somehow with the stiffs they had um, at quarterback with Rudolph and the Duck, and those guys were able to win eight last year with that defense playing awesome, they should be able to get to 10 as long as Ben can play.
1: Niners are still at ten and a half. Seahawks are still at nine. The Bucks have gone from seven and a half to nine. Obvious reasons. We talked about that last week. The Titans have gone from eight and a half to nine, which is really interesting uh, because they haven't been very active in free agency. And back then, I think people thought that they might get Brady, but the market has reacted well to them retaining Henry and Tannehill. I guess maybe back then it was because they were both free agents, so there was an unknown. The only guy they've really brought in is Vic Beasley. Meanwhile, they lost Jack Conklin, their right tackle. Not sure why the Titans have gone up half a game, Steve.
2: Well, I think it's the fact that Tannehill is a better quarterback than Brady, certainly during the regular season he is. And so everyone's breathing a sigh of relief that Tennessee made the right call to invest in Tannehill. And remember how awesome Tennessee really was playing at the end of last year. We'll see if all those carries catch up to Derrick Henry this year. But um, I agree. I think Tennessee is a nine and seven team.
1: And that's it, Steve. After that, the Redskins are still at five and a half. Although I wonder what your opinion is of like the Redskins with them trading for Kyle Allen. It seems clear, Steve, that they're not going to have another viable quarterback option like a Cam Newton or a Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton, which that would make me lean under if it sounds like they're just going all in on Haskins and Kyle Allen's there as a backstop.
2: Yeah, and I know Haskins had two good games at the end of last year, one really good game and one decent game. But if you look at his um, game log, he was just horrible for most of the year. And I can't imagine that they're going to sit Haskins unless absolute disaster strikes. Kyle Allen should be the backup. And with Adrian Peterson at running back and all the internal problems the Redskins have had um, and almost no home field advantage, my goodness, I don't see how they win six games under five and a half.
1: What do you think? I know you have quarterback grade, Steve. The last thing we'll get into today how do you rank Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, and Andy Dalton? Now, Dalton's not a free agent. He's still under contract with the Bengals. But Jameis and Cam are free agents. Where do those guys all land on your quarterback rankings?
2: Yeah, so Dalton and Winston are 21 and 22. Um, and I have Cam lower at, I think, 26. And Cam is a big question mark because, obviously, his ranking Is contingent upon how healthy he is, and let's face it, who knows Cam's health better than the Carolina Panthers, and the fact that they're letting him walk speaks volumes about the fact that they feel that, unfortunately, his best football has already been played.
1: Excellent work, as always, Steve. Next week, we're going to have a special guest and dive into some of these email questions. Got a couple new ones, which I love. Now is the time. Take advantage of any of our sponsors, whether it's Tommy John or Startupod.com/slash Ross, bet online, whatever. Send it to me, Ross at rostucker.com. We're getting some awesome email questions for Steve that we're going to get to a lot over the next few weeks. Should be absolutely awesome. Again, check out today's Ross Tucker football podcast. It was terrific. Tomorrow's fantasy feast should be excellent as well. Hopefully, you're already subscribing to those. And hopefully you guys have already done your part by downloading on multiple devices or rating and reviewing on multiple apps. That is the way to do it. Other than that, I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money.